Welcome to the A to Z Golfing Podcast with Andy Cezanne. I'm Anthony Zampano. Get ready to follow the entire 2024 season if you haven't already at amgolftrips.com and swagseries.com. Important date coming up January the 5th, 2024. Public registration for the Swag Series. You're going to want to get in on some of the premier events that have obviously been filling up already. Um, I believe three of them are almost at full capacity for the early signups for the 2023 participants and AM Golf Trip Rewards members. That number, those rewards members really took uh, full advantage of early signups, which was amazing to see. Oh, 100%. They're still coming in. I'm, I'm getting emails daily for their teammates. They got to email me. Um, yeah, we got Hazel team that's completely maxed out right now uh, for the yep. early registration. Um, Olympia is getting there, and we got a couple others that are starting to creep up there right now. So it's been it's been fun working with everyone here when they got questions, and I'm happy to answer them whenever they got them. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to finally getting some of the events locked in place. I know that we've got some crazy good stuff that we're going to be doing for the players this year. Um, taking it to the next level last year was fantastic, but really trying to hone in on something for both uh, people that are new to the Swag Golf brand, people that are within the Swag Golf community, and so on and so forth. I think we're going to be bringing a unique feature uh, in our second year running the Swag Series. As a part of the Swag Series, you know, PGA Frisco is on the schedule for 2024. Uh, Andy and I uh, were out there representing AM Golf Trips, helping out with the event. Andy actually got to partake in uh, playing uh, the West Course, uh, the yeah, more yeah. resort-style golf course. The one we're playing uh, when it's we're a there. Very, correct. That's that, that will be the side that we're going to play when we're there. The... Our first round there was playing the East Course, and before I get too much into the golf course, it's just the facility as a whole, uh, very reminiscent of Streamsong. Yeah, um, I mean, you could take a bunch of different things that it's reminiscent of. You're kind of secluded in a bunch of spots. Um, definitely has like a Pinehurst feel, like in that putting green in the par three area with the cradle they got there. And then a whole shopping district that, you know, reminded me of uh, a little like the Pebble Beach shopping district right by the front section there. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mean to cut you off on that. Uh, but it, No, it's okay. I'm going to go against all things that you said anyways. So it's, it's yeah, okay. no problem. Yeah, that, that was my opinion. So <laughs> let's hear that. Let's hear like possibly the right opinion or possibly the wrong um, opinion. Well, I, I just want to start. First things, I you know always start from the outside, and I, I think kind of work the way in. The modern amenities, the the way that the hotel is, uh, the buildings are state-of-the-art. Um, the district is cool because you have a, a Topgolf Suites, you have shops, you have places to eat, places to grab a drink, and then more of your restaurant-style uh, stuff within the hotel. I, I think all those amenities are fantastic. Um, I think how it all lays out with where you start on both courses, where the short course is, where the massive putting green is. I don't know if I would say it's like Pinehurst because I think Pinehurst has its uh, a very, to me, it has like an older style feeling to it. Um, but I do like how they, how they put everything together. Listen, the biggest thing for me about the place is it needs to grow in. Uh, we've been to a lot of facilities and a lot of resorts where we're either the first time there, uh, second time, you know, second year there. I, I mean, I could take everybody through on multiple times 
and I think I have on the show about going to Branson. Um, and it's it's not going to look the same in 2000. Uh, Fields Ranch isn't going to look the same in 2025. And then once again, if, if you just watch it for the PGA Championship in 2027, it's going to look completely different. Um, it, it does need to be built in. Um, it is a, to me, it is a family-friendly resort that if they are going to be on the marquee for golf, they need to do, they need to grow into who they're going to become as a golf facility. And I, and I think that is going to be the telling sign of uh, caddy programs, starters out on the golf course, how they talk to golfers, how they come across and understanding what type of golf course they are and the types of people that are coming to these places. And the more you get not lax. I'm not saying you just let people do whatever they want because some stories there are some other groups that came in and completely ransacked cabins and, and destroyed property. But you are a resort. People are coming there to relax, have a good time, play a little golf. When you have a course in the East course that is as hard as it is, and, and you are having caddies out there. You need to be giving people the best experience possible. The golf course is a fantastic experience, but they have time. They're young. They'll grow into it. They'll learn it. And it will become a marquee place to go, especially in the South. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that part. Um, the They just opened in May, so they're still super young. What, seven months old as now? Um, and they you're right the resort top notch everything in the resort perfect the the shopping district perfect the golf which is where we're going for that part needs a tiny bit of work on it and i think they're going to get there really soon i mean i I don't think they're too far off on it um but yeah we definitely played in some difficult conditions a little bit with the 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 east being the harder of the two courses with you know about what i don't even know how 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 fast you think that wind was I mean, you know, it's it's Texas golf. I I mean, I I think it was, you know, from talking to some of the people, it was sustained wind. I think maybe you know you had a sustained eighteen to twenty four mile an hour wind, and you probably had some bigger gusts. But you know, I don't think uh, I walked the entire back nine. Um, I didn't think it was unplayable. There's some hard holes that you had to play with the direction of the wind, Um, but you also had some holes that you could take advantage of. Um, so sure. I think from that point of view, I mean, listen, we're talking about amateurs compared to professionals playing there in 27 or, or the seniors or the champions tour that was just there um, yeah. this past year. Uh, so, you know, I kind of look at it as a total, and I think that's the thing about it is what's the bill. I mean, what's the housing community going to look like that they're building around the East course? Um, right. You know, there is, there's a lot of questions to be answered. It's a, it, to me, it was a great facility. Um, I'm curious to see what it looks like in 2000 and at, at the end of 2024 when we get there. And then, you know, that's in October. And then subsequently, I want to see what it looks like going back down to Dallas for another type event in 2025 if we do something down in Dallas and, and taking us, you know, maybe driving over into the Frisco area and seeing what it's like. I, I think it, it has me curious because to me and, and being around some of like the, the, the bigger resorts that we've been to, I've never seen a housing development of that scale getting ready to just be in so many words, 
with in a vantage point of this beautiful property of this golf property it'd be, it, it would be like build like chopping down all the trees on the back of the sandbox and building a housing development in in the middle of uh Nakusha, wisconsin and and having it at sin valley right um so it's just going to be interesting to see i mean i think the championship course uh from the tee boxes that i saw on the scorecard and, and some of the tee shots uh, from some of the back tee boxes, I think is going to be a challenge for the best players in the world. Um, I think the court, the the golf course, it's it's right now it's it's perfect. And what I mean by that is the layout is perfect. Now it needs to be tricked out. the The little yeah. creeks need to be filled in. Um, you need a little bit more landscape around those areas. Now we obviously are seeing it when it was completely dormant. Um, a lot of like, you know, the yellowish grass, yellowish brown grass. Um, but still, I mean, you could see it for somebody like me. I, I could see how it's going to be uh, very difficult. And I hope that in the next couple of years when we do go back and we revisit it, um, it'll just continue to get better and better and better. And we'll see how the evolution of PGA Frisco goes. Oh, yeah. So and that's. I walked the whole East course taking pictures. I walked three with three holes with a group. And then I held back, walked the next three holes with the next group. Just did that the whole way. That course is absolutely stunning. Like, and and it was dormy now too, like you said, and you could tell the beauty of that course. And then when they had those houses, I, you know, they were saying Scheffler and, uh, and uh, Spieth are getting a house up there. And then Shaq's getting a house there. You know, I don't know if they're just buying it to sell it or whatever, but I mean, the, 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 the amount of construction they're doing right around it, when that comes in, that's going to change that whole appeal to that and make it even look, I think that much better. Cause then it's going to, it's going to kind of block out the um, kind of the outside look then that you can see now, like, you know, the, the buildings in the far, far distance will kind of like make it, all more narrow and, and keep it in there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they have in the future there. And and I think it's going to be a place where we'll continue to go. I mean, the amenities there, I, I that might've been one of the best beds and pillows that we've had like all year. Like that, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the resort itself, top notch, absolutely top notch. Well, one you definitely favorites- need it. You, you definitely needed the bed and the pillow after your shenanigans at O'Hare International Airport. I mean, uh, you know, Andy and I fly across the United States together. Um, we don't have to and, say this story know, if you don't want it. We, we don't you know, Andy, don't Andy is a proponent of having every elevated oh, no. status to, to get through security as fast as humanly possible. TSA pre, yeah. TSA post, clear plus, clear plus two, clear and then um, he'll it's pretend to be of, through. It's just unbelievable. So, of course, Andy, <laughs> if you've oh. been around Andy to know Andy long enough, Andy has a tendency to make things very difficult. Um, <laughs> so he gets into the clear line. I'm in the TSA pre. There's nobody in front of me. I'm trying to explain it to him, and he tries to duck down with this 60-pound sack on his back that we still have no idea what's in it. We've we've actually never seen the full contents of the 60-pound sack. Oh, man. And he gets stuck, falls over, middle of the airport, 6 a.m. in the morning, just starts the trip that way, just so, I mean, can't take him anywhere. Let me do this story a little justice here. So there's the, the TSA no uh, 
pre what is it the the TSA pre clear whatever that one is I'm going through that one and actually the TSA line was a little bit quicker so you went on that one you said just hop over here so I tried to go under you know those the ropes the the removable rope and exactly you said the keyword removable rope well it's the keyword not going to touch other people's ropes. That's just the way I, it was. Yeah. So I tried ducking under it. I got my head under, but the back of my bag that was on my back got stuck. And then I was trying to, I, and I was stuck there for about three seconds before I actually fell because I was trying to get the balance over, trying to go back yeah. under and then do like a little limbo thing. And then that just didn't work out and it made it even worse. I fell straight on my back, uh, knocked over, almost knocked over the whole rope thing and the guy behind me just laughing uh z's looking over at me with his look that he usually gives me when i do my my antics and uh but you know what we we got through it and then and and, and that was that it, the it look on the guy's face moment. that was in front of you was fan <laughs> was the best look that you could have at five forty-five in the morning and by and by the way, this this part of the A to Z golfing podcast is presented by useless information. So for all of you out there that are looking for useless information, stay tuned and listen to Andy uh, go through a, a detailed explanation of how he fell over for not removing the removable strap to be able to jump a line. That that's a very true part too. I, I was just trying to defend myself to make it a little more antiquated, but I don't. Oh think no, it's that, fine. I mean, I really just wanted out. to tell people you fell down, and then that was nice that you got a nice pad, <laughs> a nice pillow, and stuff like that. It's great time, great time. Yeah. It, I I feel like we were standing in lines all weekend. I mean, we ended up out at a barbecue line that you know, you know God bless him, my uh, my friend from Arizona. I love him dearly, Kenny McGinley. Who would have known that the kid could eat seven pounds of barbecue, <laughs> get in line, got some random stranger telling us it's going to take 20 freaking minutes to get into the place. Took what? What did it take? 52 minutes? It took, uh, I think it was, was it 47 or 57 minutes? It was, I think it had seven in it. It, it, it took knows? a while. It was, in the end, it was worth it. So if anyone's out there, Andy, what's the name of that place? I think it's Hutchins Barbecue. Hutchins Barbecue in Frisco. Yeah. Fantastic! Um, it was my favorite time. barbecue I've ever had in my life, and that's, of that's course. I, I've had I've had a lot of good uh, BBQ, and that that right now is going to be tough for something to beat. That's um, right. Your plate really showed it, considering you tried to give away your entire plate to anybody. It was like, you want some sausage? Want to try the brisket? Want to try my the the culinary chicken that I ordered? I didn't have any chicken on the plate, but I did have a stomach issue that day. So that way, and I took it back to the hotel thinking we were going to have late checkout. And I was going to eat that when I got off the course. We didn't have late checkout. Unfortunately, some of that food did not get eaten. That's the first time I've really wasted food on a trip. And I'm, I'm not happy about it. Oh, God. I know you can roll your eyes. Go. I know you can roll Here your eyes. Here we go with I'm, this kid. I'm just saying. Listen. I'm just saying. There's enough people listening right now that know that that is complete and utter BS what you just said. You have I've seen you with seven Tupperware containers in a refrigerator in your hotel room. Chicky Parm night. Chicky Parm afternoon. I took that Chicky, Chicky Parm, Parm night. Okay. Listen, you're the only human being I know that's trying to fly to Frisco to get barbecue and then bring it on an aircraft aircraft and then bring it home. You can ask Christina, who listen between me and you, her and I have talked. She doesn't care. (laughs) She doesn't care if you bring the barbecue home. She doesn't care. 
You, you can I'm, tell I'm she doesn't care. She's posting all these fantastic photos of you. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. You know exactly what we're talking about. And we will recap the third, the 28 days of Andy at a future uh, event, future podcast. It'll be fantastic. Who's who's doing the editing on these podcasts? That's me. Those pictures are never seen the light of day. (laughs) You can't, you can't, you you don't want to piss me off because then I'll just, (laughs) I'll break into your phone and. And throw them on all your social media pages and all your burner accounts. I'm not embarrassed by them, though. I'm proud of who I was and how I became who I am now. Never and, said that but, they were embarrassing. I yeah. love them. Yeah. It, but she is it, definitely it, it, trying to embarrass you. <laughs> she, and that's she how she meant it to. So here, I'll tell you a little no. story. This one said. Okay, I won't tell the story. Yet. No, tell the story. Uh, Might as well. well she, she is it going to be long so- like your last story? I'll try to make it quicker than that. Sweet. So Perfect. turning 40 on the 28th of December, she just wanted to do something nice from the 1st to the 28th, trying to remember me because I take all the pictures of everyone. So she was trying to do this, and then it kind of just turned into – it evolved into something else that – uh, based on my friends like Anthony and other ones that I it, done it, anything. Tur- it turned it, it turned into a different beast, and you guys enjoyed it a little more – a little differently than the way she intended it to. Okay. First of all, well, that is completely wrong. Oh. The people, the people that are commenting, thoroughly enjoy your company, and we love the recognition that you're getting from her. Yeah. All we are trying to say is that of the 28 photos that I would think of you, when you start off that hot out of the gate, when <laughs> when, when you are laid up against a log. looking like you are ready to seduce the world to come to you. Right. Yeah. And then you go to the photo where I think you were trying to look like John Candy. I I literally think you look, you look identical to John Candy in that photo as a kid. Yeah. You really can't. Once you start that path. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, you know, get back on. Yeah. And I, and I kind of, I, I told her, cause I think she was going to go a little more, more cuter as it went on. And I told her, you might have to change direction here. I think, I think it found a new, a new path. So I, I think she's, she's going, she's trying to go as hard as she can with it. I, I know a couple of them in the back of my mind, that's going to probably hit, hit here in the next, uh, you know, 10 days or so, but well, we'll see. I gave her, I gave her some ammunition as well. So did you really? Oh yeah, I gotta edit a few more videos and take some screenshots, and I got oh, some good no. stuff. I got some good you just stuff. Air, airdrop it all the way. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, Absolutely not. I did not know that part. See, and that you're like the third person that's told me that that you, you you've given her some some stuff. So now I'm interested in seeing what, what's going to come here. Hey. This isn't just about like embarrassing Andy. You know, this isn't about we all love him. We enjoy him. I, I do know. embarrassing things. I, I knocked on George Tudor's door at one o'clock in the morning at PGA Frisco, gave him a big bear hug. Yeah. Had no idea that I even did it. Was absolutely yeah. hilarious the next day. So pull you out of we, that one. Yeah. <laughs> we all do stuff. Yeah. Well, more importantly, you had to get me off the couch that I was on in the lobby. That was the first part. You had to get me off of there because yes. my friends, Kenny and Jeff Williams, left me. Yeah, I meant to ask you about that. So PJ Frisco, obviously, like we're saying, is super nice. And they just let people just randomly stay on couches, I think, longer than they need to. But you were just down there by yourself. You texted me like, hey, I'm down here. So I'm like, I'll come get you, bud. Where do they go? 
Well, I mean, let's let's be honest here. When Kenny when Kenny wants to go to bed, Kenny goes to bed, and then Jeff, you know, he's got like a whole like nighttime barometric chamber process that he's got to go to to be able to play golf. <laughs> Plus, he had his dad, uncle, best friend there with him that was like his hype man. So I'm sure he was exhausted from hyping Jeff up all day long. So, um, you know, it just happened. I didn't want to go up. I was I was having a drink and. I was people watching, which was fantastic. I had my feet up on the table. I was he did hunt. I was you know slouched down, had a couple pillows underneath me, and then <laughs> just I needed help. I needed some. I needed some encouragement. Yeah, well, I um, hope, as I, they would say, to help encourage. Yeah. yeah. What did you did you get so, a chance to like speaking of risk? Did you what? How would you rate the uh, the par three course there compared to some of the other ones we've been to? Well, I think that it's a very it's a very small layout, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I would put it. I mean, mountaintop is so big. Yeah, um, top of the rock is is really laid out. Bandon is very spread out. Uh, the preserve. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. It's kind don't of like know. the hay, I mean, right? Like kind of all right. Kind there. of, yes. Yeah. Kind of very like a lot shorter. the The longest hole I think was like 106 yards or something right. like that. Um, but you, you know, here's the cool thing about this is that it's it's lighted, right? Yeah. So I know that Streamsong is getting ready to do this, and I don't know if it was confirmed that Cliffhanger at in uh, Missouri is going to do this. But that was the first one that I've seen, and I know on Friday when we had the meet and greet, a lot of guys went out there and had a good time and and was able to do that. Now where I look at this as a golfer is that, listen, if you're playing a short course, you're playing a closest to the pin game, you're probably not putting out or anything like that. And you could not putt on those greens because those things get used from sun up to sundown. And there's just ball marks all over them. So um, do I think that aspect is cool? Yeah. I can't wait to see what other resorts follow along and do it. And I know that they have the putting green is lit up as well, which I think is really cool. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's just, what does the property become? And that's why I think it'll be really cool to go back in 2000 and, and at the end of 2024 with the swag series, because with all that stuff lit up, you get, you get a nice night out there and you know, you got, you know, 120 people at the tournament, but you got 60 locals in town or, or 40 people traveling in and you might be able to just get out there the night before the tournament and do some fun stuff out on that putting green. Um, yeah. Which I think is really cool. So excited about that uh, i'm really excited for the next couple episodes that we have coming up because we're going to be going through the entire schedule with everybody uh we'll keep it short we'll keep it sweet we'll talk a little bit about the first eight um and then we'll talk about the second eight because uh fast uh, coming up fast here is going to be the uh Troon event for am golf trips uh yeah um, out in arizona and you know for an invitational type environment uh going to pj frisco and having the close knit group of uh, 24 to 32 people, you're not going to be disappointed with going out to Troon. Um, if you right. are familiar with the area, we are going to be doing some stuff for locals that are going to be out there. We're also going to be doing some stuff for the people, um, you know, for people that are looking forward to the 2024 Swag Series National Championship that takes place in our early 2025 it would be a good point to get out there and check out Troon for the first time a lot of stuff that's going to be going on locally that we're going to be uh confirming here over the next couple weeks to really make it exciting and and put a little personal touch on it so i'm really excited to get back to arizona 
Yeah, and then to that point, we'll probably do an episode on the last two since you said that we're only going to have eight and eight, and I'm pretty sure we have 18 tournaments. So then we'll do yeah. a little wrap up on the last two then. Hey, I, I, I felt like you right there for a second. That, that you, look fun. at you. Look at you calling me out. Wait a minute. Hold on. That, that, felt, that, that felt fun. Are you going to mark a date down? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm double checking. Andy's correct. First, uh, we might have to rethink <laughs> the strategy now. We might go 666. Okay. You know, we're not we're – not, we're not totally done with that. We believe in Jesus Christ and then probably do something for the national championship here. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to go through this schedule. Um, I have been secretly like peeking at some of these golf courses every once in a while. Like when I get one on the top of my head, I literally, I think I have a tab open on my phone for every single, uh, course. So it's going to be really cool to start going through and it's going to be awesome on January 5th to see which one's the first one sold out. Um, where are we going to see the influx? Because then right behind that will become getting everything ready for the players for 2024. Yeah. Super excited about it. I mean, we're just hitting some, some great spots. And like you were saying that true location, I saw pictures from when you went this past time and I'm excited to, to, to get out there and uh, see the beauty of that area. So it's, it's yeah. going to be fun. We got a lot of things, a lot of things planned up here, a lot of work ahead of us, but we're ready for it. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to to get 2024 started. Yeah. We're stoked over here. We're super excited as Andy has pointed out. Super stoked as Andy has pointed out. We're we're geeked out as as, as Matthew That's Duke right. would say. We're, uh, we're on the verge of geeking. That's what That's we are. That's two episodes um, in a row we got through with his name in here. Holy cow. <laughs> Today wasn't the day for shout-outs, but uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and I uh, can't wait to talk more when we start going through the 2024 Swag Series schedule.